Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're back in Matthew chapter 10 today, starting at verse 28. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. If you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Anyone who receives you receives me. Anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. If you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. And if you receive righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. And if you give a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. The question comes to mind as we look at these verses in today's episode, and the question is this, is this a message of fear or of hope? What direction is Jesus coming at when he starts telling his disciples about all of these things that they have to be aware of as they go out and as they go on mission? Is this a message of hope or of fear? And admittedly here, this message seems a little more heavy than what we're used to up to this point, up to what Jesus has been teaching and proclaiming. This is definitely uh, quite a bit heavier and more difficult to be able to uh, comprehend and understand what Jesus is getting at, which again, This is why this podcast exists, to be able to take a look at this, to point you in the right direction, and to help us understand what Jesus is trying to say. What we're looking at here when we read this passage is that it might cause us to worry. And what happens when we worry is that it might lead us to avoidance, where we avoid things that we don't want to do or don't want to read. And it's a problem when avoidance leads us to disregard the instructions of Jesus. And God knows all things. Here and, and what Jesus is telling us in the middle of all of this is that in the middle of our struggle, in the middle of our worry and avoidance and anxiety, that God knows all things. And if he ca- takes care of little things like sparrows, how much more important are you than a bunch of ridiculous birds, right? Obviously far more important. And God knows what it is that you are facing and being challenged with and confronted with. And, and God knows and he cares for you, right? It'd be one thing if he knew and did nothing about it. But God doesn't do that. God knows and he cares for you. So as we take a look at this, uh, admittedly, more difficult and confusing teachings from Jesus, it's important to remind ourselves whenever we're confronted with passages like this and teachings like this, when the Bible gives us more questions than answers, what do we know to be true about God? What do we know to be true about Jesus? Why did Jesus come? What is the purpose of the Bible? What is the main direction of the Bible? And when when we have the answers to those questions, it gives us kind of this platform, as it were, to launch from, right? Think about, uh, I always picture this as like uh, a scuba diver. 
um, a scuba diver launches off from a boat. And uh, when they need rest or need to resupply with oxygen, they have this boat to be able to come back to as a, a, as a base. So as we look at this, we're building uh, up these questions in order to have a reference point to be able to come back to and rely upon when we need it. So as we take a look at the message of Jesus, why is it that Jesus came? Was it to create divisions? Was it to burn the place down? Or was his a message of salvation and hope from God? We consider the passage from John 3 as Jesus tells us about the mission for why he came. God came into the world to save the world, not to condemn it, not to burn the place down, but to save people from sin. Jesus' message of salvation is a message of hope, and that is something that we can rely on. So when we have passages like this where Jesus is saying that if you love anyone or anything more than Jesus, then you're not worthy of being his. We return to the fact that his is a message of hope and it points us back, right? A little bit back to the parables of the treasure and the pearl, right? Uh, What is it that we value? This treasure and this pearl. Remember this passage from uh, a few episodes ago where these are treasures that are worth far more than anything that we already have. And when we surrender that and we give it to Jesus, when we give all that we have to God in order to obtain that pearl, what happens is that we oftentimes receive that back. It is not bad to love our parents and to love our children and our friends and our neighbors. It is good that we do that. But Jesus ultimately has to be first. Seek first the kingdom of God. And what happens all of these other things will be added to you as well. And still Jesus talks about divisions and opposition that will be uh, confronting his followers. People will be challenged with those who oppose this message of the gospel. So why does Jesus say that he's come to bring a sword? It's because of the opposition. He is not the sword bringer. He is the one that causes the sword to be brought. He, it, there is a response to this. People receive this message of hope or people who oppose. Uh, and again, what happens here is that the message that is being opposed ultimately comes from the devil. And the devil will do whatever he can to derail what God intends as something good. That includes families. That includes living it together in peace and in harmony with the people around us. That includes living in a healthy manner. That includes living in a place and a time where everyone is treated equally. And on and on, all of these things that God intends for good, the devil will do whatever he can to derail that. And it's all on Jesus. And again, this points us back to the fact that Jesus is worth more to us than anything we have. It also points us back right to the first commandment of you will have no other gods before me, and no graven images. Who is it that we are ultimately worshiping? Is it God? And if the answer to that is no, if it's anything else, then that is us breaking this commandment. Jesus is telling us here that he ought to be first in our lives. And when he is first, that influences everything that we do and everything that we say. Jesus is asking us to give up everything we have, even our own lives, in order to follow him. This is something that the disciples do. This is something that we are uh, challenged with and still instructed to do as well. And the takeaway question for us here as we consider this, and as we live according to this here, as we look at what it looks like to be hospitable and charitable with others, right? As Jesus talks about at the end of this chapter, if we are hospitable and charitable to those around us, we will receive this reward, this treasure in heaven. So the takeaway question for us here is that, Is Jesus really better than what we have going on right now in our lives?
And when we answer that, do we really believe that? And that is a question that only you can answer. So is Jesus really better than anything that we have right now? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.